When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Yeah. I had to fail. It's Final Word Daily. I'm Adam Collins. He's Daniel Norcross. It's all for the Advanced Hair Studio, the world leaders in hair restoration. Wow. Uh, we're at Lord's. India won. Daniel, tell us about it and maybe how they won in 30 or so seconds. Uh, neither side batted particularly well in another very, very difficult pitch. India lost four quick wickets. Kate Cross became only the second person ever to take four in, in top Indian wickets, the, the top four to go. 169 didn't feel like enough. 170 to win. Well, England then collapsed. So it was 65 for seven, but fantastic batting from Charlie Dean, most significantly, who was on the threshold of becoming only the third person to score 50 in a women's ODI. And she would have got there had it not been for a mancad. Yes, we had a mancad to win the game, needing 60 odd or 50. 58-7 to win. They got within 15, 16 runs. And then Dipti Sharma, who else? Everyone's favourite, uh, decided that the only way to take the wicket was to get a man card. And everybody's gone completely crazy and has lost their shit over it. And we're going to try and untangle that. And that's way more than 30 seconds. But believe you me, it had to be because uh, people are still like having attacks of the vapours. Uh, the entire nation is split. It's not even 52-48. It's 50-50. We're on the threshold of a most enormous civil war. Cricket Twitter has blown up. My phone's blown up. Oh, my God. This, this is what you live for. And I was lucky enough to be on commentary when it happened, and it utterly made my brain melt. Right, so a few bits and bobs there. Charlie Dean's nearly, nearly the first number nine to make a 50. You said nearly the first person to make sorry, a 50. First, like that. Sorry, first, so, first, second, the third number nine. Right. Uh, they were all out for yeah. 153 in the 44th over to win by 16 runs, India. Let's deal with the, the last bit first, shall yes. we? Yes. Now... We have done many episodes that have dealt with running out the non-striker. We've interviewed members of the MCC. We, we've talked about it. So, you know, we're pretty clear that we support the idea in principle of running out the non-striker. And therefore, when this happens, my instinct is to go, and I tweeted accordingly, that if you're out of your crease and that happens, well, the only way to eliminate that happening over time is going to be a proliferation of it. A lot of batters getting run out that way at the non-striker's end, like the back pass in football when mm -hmm. goalkeepers were no longer permitted to pick up the ball. I think Dave Tickner uh, made that observation a number of years ago. And then that will lead towards a culture shift. And if you want to take on 
the bowler as a non-striker, you'll be permitted to do so. But there, there won't be such a, an explosion that you're describing there when it does play out. Where it gets complex, in an already complex situation, is the fact that Charlie Dean's bat was behind the line for an awfully long time. <laughs> yes. Now, I've forwarded onto you a, a section from Law 41. Would you like me to read it? I think you should read it, because I think it provides enough context to start the conversation. Yes, it's 41.16.1. If the non-striker is out of his or her ground at any time from the moment the ball comes into play until the instant when the bowler would normally have been expected to release the ball, the non-striker is liable to be run out. In these circumstances, the non-striker will be outrun out if he or she is out of his or her ground when his or her wicket is put down by the bowler throwing the ball to the stumps or by the bowler's hand holding the ball, whether or not the ball is subsequently delivered. So what we can garner from all of that is had... Charlie Dean been out of their ground when there was a reasonable expectation the ball had been delivered. No dramas. I think the grey area here is whether she could have realistically expected the ball to be delivered when Deepthi stopped. Yeah. Which, well, is where, which is where I think the MCC are ultimately going to have to offer a review, as they always do in the usual way. They put statements out about this. That is a most subjective point of contention right now. My gut feel, having watched it about 20 times, is that they might well say that was third umpire error. My sense watching the third umpire's deliberations on the screen was that they weren't really checking for that no, bit. No, they they were merely checking whether she was out of whether she was out of her ground. That's right. Now, and, and it was a little bit weird because, uh, and I would have prefaced this by saying that I am look, I'm not pro mancad. I just you've got to have a rule. There's a, there'll be a law that says you know you can be run out if you're out of your ground. Otherwise the batter's halfway down the bloody pitch. Exactly. So it's totally right. And we've right. seen that as well, like exactly. the famous example of the 87 quarterfinal where where you know, yeah. where, where, where the batter is three quarters of the way down the pitch and Courtney Walsh doesn't take the stumps and, and Pakistan win it. You know, th there are yeah, yeah. practical examples where this law needs to be. That's exactly right. And so I am, uh, broadly speaking, in favour of the law. Well, of course, I'm in favour of the law. Uh, however, I was on commentary at the time and I promise you, I have commentated, as have you, literally tens of thousands of balls mm. and so we get used to the rhythm of what's happening and when Dipti came in to bowl she in my mind had stopped she'd done a classic Dipti stop yes. rather than the stop to run out the Dipti I'm not going to bowl that ball which is what she you should say explain what that yeah. is by the way which, which, which I mean she comes yeah. in to bowl and she sort of pretends to bowl but she doesn't release the ball because the, she wants to freak the batter out because the batter like, might have made a move, might have like adjusted their position, might have come down the wicket. So she said, no, I'm not having that. You, you stay in your crease, which is perfectly fine. It's deeply irritating when one of our overs takes 12 minutes to bowl, which one did and I timed it, but she's within her rights to do that. Yep. What seemed to happen here, though, was that um, Charlie Dean, was she had a bat behind the crease and she was watching, and she was watching, I would say, Dipti's feet. And so when she saw the feet go into the bowling um, position, if you like, that's when she started to move, which is at the point at which she thought the arm's coming over and you're in perfectly entitled to move your ground there. Whereas what actually what Dipti then did was... Well, the arm never came. She paused. The, the, arm, the never arm never really came, came up, yeah. She paused, the foot went round, but the arm never came it over. never even got that high. Uh, no, probably not. Probably it was kind of in the load-up. Yeah. 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 So she was in the load-up there, but the front foot was coming down. As the front foot came down... Dean had started to move and then she turned back and I thought surely surely she's not going to do it and she did and then you add in all the other bits and this is where Twitter melts down because actually what's caused everyone to be really infuriated is that there was a last wicket partnership of 35 yeah. building towards a really exciting conclusion 
Um, and we're getting closer and closer. There was a really large 14,000 people here. Most of them, has to be said, Indian. At Lords for the first women's international at Lords since the World Cup final. And there's a huge amount of anticipation. The thing is, none of those things are relevant because every ball is the same ball. Doesn't matter whether it's a third wicket to fall, the seventh wicket to fall, or the tenth wicket to fall. The laws don't but change. They don't change. Yeah. So, but because it's the tenth wicket to fall, and because that's how the game was won when it was building up to an incredibly exciting conclusion, everybody's completely lost their shit. Now, to stop losing your shit, you need to come back look at the law and decide. And if there is anything contentious here, it is that the feeling that you might have that actually um, it felt like a con. Now, you might feel like that if you watched it. I, I wouldn't say that I felt it was a con when I was on commentary, but I didn't quite believe. I thought that, um, that Charlie Dean had every expectation that the ball had been delivered. Yes. You could argue, though, that maybe the Batonese, they can have their bat behind the line, but they should be looking forward. And what Charlie Dean was actually doing was looking sideways. And she needed not to do that. Uh, I, think so, you know, I think it's a bit, a bit more. I wouldn't quite go as far to say Con, I think, because, yeah, and then layers of complexity. Because Deepy does that a lot, the running through the yeah. crease. It's just another part of this. That if it were another bowler who doesn't do that many times per series, she might have just been doing that because she does that and then realised Charlie Dean was out of her crease. You're overlaying our, our impression of her motivations and her yeah. intent and, and there's no way we can get inside her brain. No, no, we can't, we can't possibly know. So I don't propose to do that. What I propose to say is simply that there is a number of ways of seeing this. I think that, look, I don't want to completely give Charlie Dean a get-out-of-jail-free card here. Like there, there is an expectation that the non-striker be aware of where the ball's at at all times. And, look, let's remember why the ICC changed their playing conditions. Quick history lesson. Back in 2010-11, Alistair Cook batted for many, many, many hours in the Test Series in Australia. He made 766 runs. He was at the non-striker's end for a shitload of third umpire checks on the front line. And what they found often was Cookie was, through no um, malice, was often a foot or a yard or more out of his crease. So the ICC in 2011 uh, tightened up the ability for uh, a non-striker to be run out. The MCC fell into line with that when the new blue, new blue book came out in 2017. And they've come yet further in their most recent addition to the laws, which comes out later this year, the amendment to the 2017 mm -hmm. book, which means that it will no longer be a separate law. It'll be folded in within the run out. So we've gone on a bit of a journey since 2011. But I think what you're saying, what you're describing is correct, that... There are a lot of people who are overlaying the event, that it's at Lords, that it's a significant event, the first time in five years that England's women have played here, the first time India have played a bilateral here for a decade. Close finish. Tenth wicket. Tenth wicket partnership <laughs> that was, was, was building to this. finished the game. I mean, it was brilliant. Brilliant crescendo. That Charlie yeah. Dean yeah. Is, a, is a feisty, excellent young player with bat and ball, and we all wish to see her succeed. So there's a lot going on external to the actual Correct. bit of the law. Now, where I'm, I'm going to find it fascinating how the ICC, not they're not going to come out, not the ICC, the MCC. The MCC are not going to come out and say, no more man-catting, the law's gone because this didn't look very good. What they're going to do, they're going to look at the isolated moment and determine whether the umpire got it right yeah. by their impression or by their interpretation. And that will ultimately resolve this one way or the other. We saw with Ashwin a couple of years ago that with the MCC we just put a statement out a couple yep. of years ago. This will be where it gets to next. And I think you've got to be a little bit suspicious of anyone who's like overly enthusiastic and overly effusive about this is just right or this is just wrong. It's clearly one of those situations in cricket as you get from time to time, which are down to interpretation. But if your starting point is man cads are rubbish, they shouldn't happen. 
then you're going to be disappointed by the oh. fallout of this because that's not yeah. that's not where this is going. Well, they can't, you can't stop mancas. It would be the, and the by the way, we're using, we're, and just one more thing by the way, we're using the term mancat as a yeah, yeah, as yeah. jargon. We know that some people who'll be watching and listening to this podcast think that's culturally insensitive. We have we have actually dealt with this on the show in the past. We think it's a, a tribute to the great yeah. new mancat is one of the great final word faves. Mm. Um, but yes, running out the non-striker as it has been in the laws to be clear. Uh, yeah, and if you don't if you don't have that law, then where does it where does the line end? The non-striker can be as far out of the crease as they want to, and the game just go, takes forever because you have to what continually warn. I don't believe in warnings. Well, warnings either. aren't a thing. I, so, I, think, yeah. I saw I saw one cricketer on, on Twitter saying we should bring back the warning law. There is no, no warning. warning. Law. There was never a warning. The law. only reason there's a warning thing is because Mancad yeah. did warn Bill Brown twice. Yes. In the first class game and in the Test match, on both occasions when this came into public view in 1947, 48, I think it was. Because Vinu Mancad elected to offer a warning, that's become part of the jargon. That's impossible to govern. What, what does that mean? A fielding side goes at the start, right, everybody, here's your warning to the batting team. That, that's not possible it's, it's to utter, be. It's utterly nonsense. And let's not forget that it's also a, you know, the, the nicest people in the world are Kiwis, aren't they? And uh, everyone seems to have forgotten that you and Chatfield did it yeah. to Derek Randall. Yep. And now they did warn Derek Randall. They did. But then he dozed and he went out of his crease, and so they did him again. Uh, and, and you know, then they actually did. Well, when when the Butler got done the out. first time by Sri Lanka, yeah. he was notionally warned. Exactly, One more thing exactly. on the interpretation. I just, I just I want to say, Sorry. yeah, I'm completely. I think those are all red herrings. The warning nonsense is a red yeah. herring. How you feel about the state of the game is a red herring. Spirit How of you cricket. Feel, I was about to say yeah. the spirit of cricket. And the thing is, all those things have collided in a giant tsunami <laughs> at Lords because of the spirit of cricket. Now, you know, maybe the Indian women won't be invited back to play for a while, and that'd be a very petty and ridiculous thing. I think the more I think they will. I think I think you know the more likely uh, fallout from this is that the next time next time Dipti Sharma plays cricket against well anybody, but especially England, she'll have to damn well be careful that she never leaves her crease because the. Few Furious rage of the English women, whether it was justified or not, uh, in, the, in the heat of a game, when you've lost a game like that, people do lose their sense of perspective. Just, actually. just, just one but, more. But, I just want to go one more bit on the technical side of things. When they changed the law in 2017, when I mentioned the 2011 bit, that was to prevent a bowler from going over the parallel and running out of battle that way, right? Yeah. None of this happened. That, what makes this so difficult to adjudicate is none of that happened. Deep didn't get, didn't get anywhere near getting your arm above to bowl the ball. So where they, where they tightened it up, it was to mean that you had to get there from this angle, not from this the, angle. Yes. The expected yes, point yes. of release was adjudicated as when, when you, effectively, when your arm passes straight, your really. ear. Yeah. Beyond the straight. Yeah, yeah. So big deep breath. We're going to finish the rest of the pod fun, though, quite quickly because it was a great fun day. It's great fun um, day let's yeah. not indulge too much in the details of the game because then we'd have Henry Moran is holding the camera with us all night and that wasn't part of the deal. No. Um, other to say that Kate Cross bowled splendidly. Smriti Mandana, again, looked so good off the top. Beautiful. Deepthi Sharma yeah. um, held the innings together for India and gave them a chance of getting to 169. Um, I didn't think England did a lot wrong with the ball. Eccleston got two wickets, um, her second and third. Yeah. of the series. They uh, did I mean, a lot wrong with the bat, though. They did. Let's I mean, get to the collapse, though. Yeah. How did they get to 65 for seven? I do not know. They were 27 without outlast, and they did it through actually some just not very good batting, so I'm missing some straight balls. The Indians bowled it straight, got to be said, straight, straight. And Julian Goswami, pretty much every ball she bowled was zeroing in at the stumps, and it, uh, it, it challenged... England's technique. Now you tend to think that if Nat Siver and Heather Knight had been marshalling that run chase, uh, it, it would probably have been quite easily um, chased down. But the other thing to say as well, though, is and uh, this is not having a go at Lords, but we've watched a lot of cricket at, at Lords this year, a lot of white ball cricket, and 
there aren't very many big scores here. The 100, it's got the lo lowest average in the 100. Um, it's actually been pretty tricky to bat in red ball as well. Uh, the pitches are not conducive to fast scoring. So we might have slightly misjudged 169, but it felt to me like it was a 220 par pitch. And England's top order, I mean, Sophia Dunkley, you were on commentary for Sky when that happened. Yep. And I heard you saying, you know, it's a familiar problem she's had there. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of reckless shots, some daft shots. Uh, Tammy Beaumont looks problematically out of form, uh, partly because there have been a slew of T20 games that England have played, which meant that she played her ODIs a long way back in the summer, and then she's come back quite late. So it's been quite a while between international appearances, but that will concern England because she wasn't quite firing. Um, they, you know, look, when Alice Capsey's hitting the long hop straight to extra cover, and it's come straight out the middle of the bat, everything's going wrong for you, and that's what happens with collapses. But to come back from 65 for seven, England will be delighted that they bat so deep, and Charlie Dean's innings was splendid actually and, and Freya Davis at the end yeah. showed what's happened to women's cricket over the last six seven years you know we the last time there was one day international here uh, between women it was England India and once India lost their fifth sixth wicket they collapsed in a heap because they frankly nobody could bat after the loss of the sixth wicket well today both tails had a little bit of a wag and England's tail Freya Davis coming in at 11 played some genuinely elegant good shots batted really intelligently and that tells you more about what professionalism has done to the women's game, uh, how much deeper they bat now than they used to before. And it means that, you know, signs are good. You can take the positives out of anything, even if we've all been kind of like gut punched by the madness of the last hour and a half. We're going to talk about Jilan Goswami in the Hall of Fame in a moment. But before we do that, Renuka Thakur, I mean, she just hit stumps, doesn't she? Big booming mm -hmm. in swingers. She's generation next for India. She's doing it already. I think she's got now 18 wickets in her first seven one days, which no one's ever done in, in women's cricket before. So she's an absolute star. Rajeshwari Gaikwad came within one wicket of equaling Catherine Fitzpatrick's yeah, record. 99 wickets a, in 64 getting matches. to 100 quicker than anyone else. Ever so close. But you're yep. right, so Beaumont gets knocked over. There were, there were three bowls in the top five. And that's a, it's not a good sign. That's a signal that, that things aren't all right at the moment. You're spot on by saying that, that the technically correct players, Siver and, and Knight, will, will help with that dramatically when they return sooner rather than later, I assume. Sophia Dunkley, not a great series, uh, out bowled twice in the second and third one-day internationals. Uh, Danny White got a beauty from Guy Quad. Two long hops to start from the left-arm spinner, then one that just trailed beautifully down the slope from the nursery and the stuff you dream of. Uh, and yes, it, 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 we, we get to the partnership at the end and it was a brilliant one, but I just wanted to say that Takur um, looks like mm. she is the goods. If you're yeah. following India women's cricket, uh, you're going to see her take hundreds, I expect, of wickets in across the three formats in the next few years. And they need her because today was the last outing of Julian Goswami, a 204th and final one-day international, and it was genuinely moving. I mean, Well, let's, but, go, let, let's do that by the Hall of Fame, shall we? Oh, shall we? Final Word Why Hall not? of Fame. It is the yeah. most final word moment of the day. Final Word Hall of Fame is for the Advanced Studio, world leaders in hair restoration. We've yeah. been talking about them, Daniel, for three months. This is the last mm. time we've got Advanced here with us through the English summer because oh, right. it's the last day of the England International Summer. Hopefully, you'll hear from us about Advanced here again soon enough. But between times, we'll be getting your, your lid done. Um, yeah. A million people. Now, why don't you give the, the camera a look, just how much work they've got to do yeah. in the studio in the closed It's a Gobi season. desert, that is, up there. Uh, uh, Advancehairstudio.com forward slash final word is the website. It's on the bottom of the screen. It's in the show notes. 15% off. Mm. It's a considerable discount. Advancehairstudio.com forward slash final word. One million people have gone there over 30 years. You're going to be one million and first customer, something like that. Something like that. And yeah. with her 10,000 and first delivery, 
in one oh, day cricket. I like what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jalan yeah. Goswami took her 255th and final one day wicket. She's comfortably the leader in that category for all the women that have played in this form of the game. What a splendid sign off from the 25 minute huddle they had at the start of play today where everybody gave a speech, where everybody was crying to her standing on the bench in the middle of Lords getting her photograph taken uh, before the game as well uh, to the way that Harman Preet was in tears hugging her both before in the middle and after the game and that big wicket in that what proved to be her final over after she passed delivery 10,000 that Henry and I spoke about the other night. The first Thanks to Phil Long. Phil Long, who's here, uh, BBC <laughs> scorer, was the one who alerted us to it. And it was touch and go because she only bowled seven overs in the previous game. So she had to bowl 9.1 today and the way England were collapsing, it looked like they might be bowled out before she got the opportunity to do it. But she came back for a three over spell. Phew, she made it with uh, on the, in a 9.2 second mm. over, wasn't it? Exactly. The first bowler ever to get there. And it was, the day was a lot about Julian Goswami. The, the Goswami army were here in full form with their drums and uh, before the start of play there was like a 15-20 minute huddle where every member of the Indian women's team took it in turns to cry uh, which is perfectly reasonable I guess um, and then there was um, there was a there was a what you call it a guard of honour which is a couple uh, of them yeah well we found out that it was Sophia Dunkley who had that idea oh, right. it was her it was her idea she said that England should give, give a guard of honour and the, the words of John Arlott nearly came back to us, didn't they? Because when she faced her first ball from Freya Kemp, <laughs> it was very much, do you do you really see a ball when you've walked out onto the pitch, when there's been a guard of honour, when the crowd has stood to you? Do you really see a ball in those circumstances? As if tears it, were pouring down her eyes. I don't it, think it, won't, it won't surprise you to know yeah. that Athers and I on commentary said exactly, not, we didn't do the Arlott impersonation, I threatened to do so, but yeah. we, we had the, the same, same thought thing. at the yeah. same time. This is very... Um, well, I had, Energy. I'm sure you did the impersonation. And, and, and the beautiful thing was, it was a beautiful ball, actually. It was a yeah, much was. better ball than Holly's ball to Bradman. Um, it was, I tell you, uh, Kemp has, has, has got Holly's covered. Uh, it was it was the best ball she bowled because she stopped bowling uh, pointless out of the back of the hand, slower, well today. Uh, bouncy filth, and actually yeah. pitched the ball up, really tried well. to let it swing. I got it between bat and pad. It was lovely. But today was, it was it was Goswami Day, and it was wonderful to see. She's, what, 40-odd. She's She played nearly, what, she played 201 of her ODIs with Mitali Raj. Yep. 201 of her 204. Absolutely extraordinary. And now she's walking off into the sunset. Takur is, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of her carrying that attack because actually what got England back into the game was once Goswami had bowled out, once Takur had bowled out, once Gaikwad had bowled out, Dipti Sharma's not really a wicket taker and they didn't look like taking a wicket so you know uh, we're going to see a lot of tackle now we've tried to squeeze a lot into this podcast today Daniel you're standing on my court uh, on the final that we could speak for another hour probably due to what's played out but no, we're we going to gonna leave it there we've got to get to the pub it's a Saturday night after all and we've all got work to do Adam Collins Daniel Norcross thank you to the Advanced S Studio advancedstudio.com forward slash final word thank you to Henry for holding the camera thank you. Uh, we'll be back uh, with a weekly show and a story time and loads of other things for this is the final word and we can't stop and we won't stop. No, no. Bye. I had to go about it.